Welcome to the You Bet Smart podcast. I am Scott and I am joined by my player prop profiteer, the my uh, partner in crime, Jake. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Scott. I'm uh, stoked to be with you guys today on another fine Sunday. Nice. And then we also have Chris, the producer. He was our Google bitch about 10 episodes ago, <laughs> but that lasted about an episode and... Uh, he pretty much runs everything now. He just like set up all the video equipment and I mean, you know what you're doing and we don't. Chris, how you doing? I guess I'm camera bitch now. <laughs> no, you're I think you're a podcast bitch. Okay, you're like, you're, like bitch. you're pretty much run the whole show. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. I mean, we we have to just kind of say honestly, what I've realized is like we got to just do whatever you because you have the, the bright ideas of everything. Were you in production before? No, I just watch a lot of stuff, and I've always, whenever I watch a podcast, I've always noticed, like, oh, I like the way that's shot, or I don't like the way that's shot. They could change this or change that. Our only problem is we're trying to do this on a little bit of a budget, so we don't have, like, a production team or the most expensive cameras or set of, like, a big podcast studio, so trying to get all the angles and stuff, but think if uh, we put out a couple shorts of these angles, it'll look better than what we were doing before, so... If you're talking about our budget, we're not going to pay you anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to let you know that. Because uh, especially with our bets lately, I mean, we're not, know, we're so not getting cold, anybody. Maybe. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, we appreciate like all the stuff that you do. Uh, all these different angles. And um, we spent a lot of money on these podcast arms. Yeah. The arms. So yeah, we, was, don't have, we, can, we don't have any money anymore. I was happy to get an arm. <laughs> yeah. Well, you had the first arm. If things don't work out for us, I'm sure they could use you in the porn industry. <laughs> Absolutely. The lighting in here feels like it's the porn industry. <laughs> it feels like that uh that documentary on Netflix. What was it? What did I, I It's called um I was just talking about that. What was it about? Before. It's about the porn industry. Oh, absolutely. On Netflix, have you seen that documentary? I've- I haven't seen it, but I think now I'm picturing it like in, you know, when you're searching for something like it, it and seeing it up there. It's called Money Shot. Oh, shit. that's what it is. What a, that's oh, a great wow. name. And, and you hit the Money Shot with these <laughs> this new lighting and camera angles. Well, All right. I, we can- <laughs> Hopefully I don't end up on the couch. <laughs> well, that's what we got the couch for. <laughs> I know this little room is like looking more and more like a porn studio. Huh? <laughs> the yeah. funny thing is, is um on the last interview. Not the one with AK. We're going to give a shout out to AK from the Millie Goats and Eric with Vegas Benchwarmers. Not that one. But on the last interview with Brandon, just a random one that we had to do. Okay, sorry, Brandon. I had to pee so bad. And I mean, I had to, you know, when you have to pee and then like something lets you know you have to pee. I, I got it. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> like last episode? Where you can't stand up or yeah. everybody is like, what do you either got to pee or you got to do a money shot? What do you got to do? Exactly. I, I had one of those. But then luckily by the end of the episode, it went down and I, did, I could stand up and go to the bathroom. So last night I was at a comedy show. I went with my wife and my buddy Mike and his wife, but it wasn't at like the, you know, the improv or anything. It was at like a community center. So uh, we go in and we they're serving alcohol. We go in and the benches that where you're sitting had one entrance up the middle. So if you had to go to the bathroom, you literally had to walk down the center thing right where the comedian was and then walk right past them. So like two people went and they started making fun of him. And then like 
an hour in, I was like, I got to pee. I waited like 20 more minutes and I was like, shit, this isn't ending. So instead of walking up the front, I, there's like, I crawled over the railing. And when I copped over the railing, one of my feet got caught. So I was standing like almost in a split position, <laughs> foot caught on the railing. Oh. And I just pulled it off real fast and then went and used the restroom and then came back and watched the last like 15 minutes just from the side. Cause I was like, I'm not crawling back up that thing. Is it anybody that we would know? No, but they were pretty good. It was, it was like, um, some, it was like local people. So I uh, was for in Yorba Linda, like they have a community art center, like works for the city and something that they put on there. And it was just like three, the, they've been on some stuff. I guess one of the guys have been on Conan and mm. uh, doing stand up on there. They're pretty funny. Yeah. I, I had a similar thing happen when I went and saw Mark Norman at the brand improv is I, I like, I, he's like one of my favorite comedians and I was like building it up and building it up. I had like dragged my wife to the show and I was like, this is what I've wanted to see. I wanted to see him live in standup and I didn't go to the bathroom like during the opening acts. I lay and I drink if I'm on a night out, I'm going to drink. And then like 20, 30 minutes into his act, I had to piss and we're in the front row. Oh, we're like we're like right on the stage at the Brea Improv. And I held it for like 30 minutes, like miserable. And the, the thing that sucks is he even commented. He like said something about how I'm not laughing. But I think he's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. He said this guy's he's I forget what the joke was, but he, he like commented about I'm not laughing because every time he says a punchline, I'm just like. I'm trying to hold my piss in. Is it like that one episode yeah. that you went on the AK, just- AK and the Millie Goats where you, you weren't laughing at all or what? <laughs> is, is that your thing? You're like, I know where how I'm going to show the, these people that I like them. I'm not going to laugh. <laughs> it's like on the last episode too. Like yeah. we got off a little like, uh, I'll pull the curtain behind the, the veil. <laughs> I, I um, On the last episode, uh yeah chris you made a joke yeah and i'm like sitting there just smiling not laughing everybody else is laughing then we get off camera and you're like well you didn't think that was funny no it was the <laughs> fat goalie i asked if the fat goalie and jake was laughing and ak was laughing and i looked at you and you're just like stone faced and i was like oh fuck did i interrupt something he was about to say <laughs> not at all for some reason i i think like you sh- i have this like weird thing like you shouldn't laugh on mic because I think it sounds weird if everybody's laughing, but I'm going to get over that. Like, that's ridiculous to think. So I've purposely been not laughing at people's jokes, like trying to hold it back. But like, that's a dumb thing to do. <laughs> yeah, from here on out, you should just start laughing like super obnoxiously. <laughs> Comedy. I kind of have like a crazy laugh. I, I think it's, um, you know who it is? It's Stavros. Stavros has yeah. a laugh where sometimes I'm like, Dude, your laugh's a little annoying. Like I'm focusing more on your laugh yeah. than like the con than what you're saying. So I'm thinking in my head, like, oh, I don't want to be annoying. Yeah. And I think I have an annoying laugh. No. But like, but I just should laugh. Yeah. I don't know why I'm like holding back laughter. Is it like a weird high pitched giggle or something? <laughs> like he it's something like that, like pole position. Yeah. It's a little bit like that. <laughs> So I'm still not going to laugh. <laughs> I say I'm going to laugh, and I'm not going to laugh. <laughs> but we talked about it. Like, uh, we do need to give a shout out to AK from Millie. He was on the last episode. And then also Eric from Vegas Benchwarmers. Thanks for coming on. That was, uh, that was really good. AK called out a few things in hockey that happened. We were, like, texting back and forth. I went to the Kings 
Edmonton game um, right after the episode, and he called things that happened in that game. And uh, yeah, I don't know. He had like really good coverage of the NHL playoffs. So did Eric. Mm-hmm. Eric Eric had some good stuff and like also some funny stuff in yeah. there. Yeah, it was nice because they both were very knowledgeable of what they were talking about, but completely different in the way they talk about it. I, I like the like juxtaposition of like both very funny and both in, and knowledgeable, but in different ways. I thought they were both great interviews. I got a lot of good feedback about both interviews too. And uh, I put that short up for the goalie one on YouTube and that got like 1200 views and a bunch of likes. And then I put up two that Eric did. Uh, I forgot which two they were. They both got like 700 views and a bunch of likes too. So which is pretty good considering we only have like 67 uh, subscribers to get like, basically 3000 views on those videos and like over 200 likes, which is over the, <laughs> wow. yeah. So we're doing something right. I put out another one and it didn't do anything. Though, so. I think it was about James Harden, not going to strip. Clubs. Yeah. That was and one of them. And didn't go today. Uh, yeah. He, did they end up winning? What happened? With they, the did, they did. They did. I think Harden made a big three. So he yeah. got, he got back home to Philly and well, was, where is this? series actually i don't, I don't it's know it's in it was, philly now it's in philly now yeah so yeah. he got back so maybe there's no good strip clubs in philly either i'm yeah. sure you could find them <laughs> yeah because he had he had a good first game and then bad second and third game i think he was like five of 28 in the games two and three and then today i mean before we started this he had like 21 at halftime and i know he made a huge three in overtime so in overtime, and when I, I just checked it on my phone real fast, and that's what it said. So I haven't watched it, but so I think that series is tied two to two. Yes, I'm, I'm going for Philly in that one. I really, I want them to to get on on that one. So uh, let's move on to the ten thousand dollar bankrolls. Even though I know we probably don't want to. <laughs> what uh, how how you doing, Jake? I've fallen off a cliff. To be frank, uh, I, we're still up. Uh, I was up about. 8,152 on my uh, $10,000 bankroll. So about 80% before today's, I, I haven't put in all the, uh, not all the games are done, but I, I'm off to a bad start for today. So, so far before today's recording, before recording today, I'm up uh, about 80, a little over 80%. You're up over 80%. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm up over, I'm around 95% at before recording today. Um, but yeah, it, I, I feel the same way because I don't know how long ago that was. It's probably like two or three weeks ago where I was like 215% or something like that. And now I'm at 95%. So yeah. my ba- my personal bankroll from 10,000, it went up to 32,000, 33,000. It's now down to like 19,000. So I know it's up 95%, but it has dropped like over 33% in the last three weeks, which is insane. I don't think you guys are the only ones. Cause like I'm on Twitter and TikTok, and I'm seeing a lot of that from people, it's, like a lot of people saying, you know, this, you know, for the baseball season starting, that's kind of normal, like to get your feeling for what, get your filters. Right. But I'm seeing a lot of people saying that are handicappers saying, uh, <laughs> I'm, they're not doing good to start like they normally do to start the year so it's across the board yeah it is because like i i know that us any handicappers we 
kind of based off like the same systems in a way. So like we're, we're going to be doing similar things. And um, if it's not exact, it's similar. And I can feel that from everybody. Like everybody's not even cause um, I don't see a lot of the bets that you guys are putting out. They're putting out different bets than you guys and not even opposite of you, just not touching games that you guys are touching and they're losing the games that they're touching too. So there's just something going on. But baseball, I would think it's because of the new rules. It's just very hard to pin down. Maybe. Am I wrong? I don't. I don't. A hundred percent agree with that. Just because, like, with our algorithm for team bets, so for over unders on team bets, it hasn't like I'm not doing like a ton of unders. It's not, you know what I mean. So like the new rules show that it you should probably go into the overs, and there's more overs than unders. All of the all of the first inning bets are yeses and not nos. So I I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I think the interesting thing is so whenever this happens in the football season, and the the bookies are like they they really want to put out there in the media that they did a bad week. So so for instance, like anytime Vegas has a week where they lost money. They always put out an article where they lost money. And that always coincides with when I lose. Whenever I lose in the NFL is when Vegas puts out an article like I lost money. Vegas lost money this week. And they do that because they lost money, but then they want to put out, it's almost like an advertisement. It's marketing. It's right? marketing. Yeah. They're, they're like, yeah, we lost a bunch of money. So it like tells people like, come and bet. We, we're losing money. The weird thing is, is like during this time, they don't do that, but I can, I, I can, I I would bet on this. If I was a betting man, (laughs) I would, I would bet that Vegas has been losing money over the last like two, three weeks. I think that's a good bet. If you were a betting man, there's a lot of value in that. You're in California, so you can't be a betting man. Oh yeah. I, I, well, I'm not going to, (laughs) but I, wherever I see value, I'm going to bet. By the way, I'm going to say value a lot during this podcast. <laughs> All right. So your your $10,000 bankroll, Jake, is at? Before today, because I always do it a week at a time, it's at 18152 So up 8152 Yours is up? 9500 And so my bankroll is at 19500 at the start of today before the day started and today is what is today sunday 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 may 6th may 7th one of these days in may exactly. may the force be with you <laughs> combined we're up um i think that would be 27,000 17,000 17,652 so we're up 17,000 and we're we're pretty bummed about it no, we're definitely bummed about it because we were up almost thirty thousand. Yeah, at one point, and so we're now we're at seventeen thousand. We're up. What I want to ask you, Jake, and we can slide right into notes because we're we're gonna do some notes. The notes usually is about the podcast, like how can we get improve the podcast? What did what do we hear from the people out there? Like how can we improve? Yeah, I have a note about our system. Okay, and. I want to know, so we have, we have like a strategy set up to where we raise our 
with our $10,000 bankrolls, we raised it up from $100 per star to $200 per star because we were doing so good. Yeah. And we're coming down so much to where, when should we, I mean, are we getting close to where we should go back down? That's a great question. And out of bankroll preservation, I don't know. In hindsight, we wish we would have done that <laughs> during this losing streak, right? Yeah. We wouldn't have had uh, any issue at all, but it, it's easier to reflect on it now. And in hindsight, I, I've been reflecting on it because I know that every time during baseball season at the very start, I've historically started off terrible and I purposely have tried to put one star but I've even had bad losses at the one star. I can't even lower it anymore. You know, I could do half stars, whatever, but it gets a little ugly when we send out our picks. So to answer your question, I, I don't know. I think that's something worth considering right now as a way of uh, bankroll preservation to basically slow this, the decline, regroup, watch the ascent again, and then take the, the, I don't know, regulator and, off it or whatever. And to let everybody know, I think we may have touched on it at, in one of the podcasts, but we we set up the, the uh, I think it's called a stop limit in stocks. Yeah. Where like if it, if it goes underneath a certain point, it automatically sells. Is that a stop limit? I think it's a stop limit. Let's just say it is. Whatever it's called. Stop I, loss, stop loss. A stop loss. Yeah. That's what it is. Stop loss. We set it at 30,000. And so we're at 37,000. We said when we were up around like 60,000, we said if it goes down below 30,000, we're going to reduce our bets. And we're at 37,000. So we're still 7,000 from the stop loss that we set up. Yeah. But um, I mean, it still feels like we should should do it soon, huh? I don't know. I know I'm feeling the same thing. I just, it's really important to preserve your bankroll and risk aversion is a huge part of it too. Uh, my, I feel like my algorithm is just, just starting to turn around, but I, I just, I look like I'm having a bad day today. So I don't know I, out of a, uh, I think that's a great question. So if, if you're feeling that I'm, I'm all on board to be honest. So I think we should stick to our rules. Okay. I just like, I was just feeling, I mean, we always do. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like when we get off mic, we're going to be like, no, we have rules. Yeah. Like that's what the rules are for. Yeah. But I just wanted to talk about it because it just like sometimes like your emotion comes into it yeah. and you like feel like uh, we should do something different. But the point is, is like we should you just stick to the rules. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. And this is something that's really important to reflect on because it's not always like your account just doubles. That's not like you, you always go up in any market. So when you come down that's the part that you really have to consider that you really reflect on your strategy and think, am I doing anything right? And it's like, we've been doing this forever and we win more often than we lose. And, but obviously we have our downturns too. So uh, that's, it's just like reality for any, anybody that's in any market. So coming from somebody outside of the system, I got to look above the, the arm over here. <laughs> What do you think? What do you think, Chris, about this? I think definitely, yeah, stick to the the rules. Gotta stick yeah, to I the mean, rules, you, yeah. that's the in all investing. That's one of the keys is you set, you know, 
all your parameters that you want to do and don't change them just because of how you're feeling. You know, you got to keep with what you set out when you had a sober frame of mind. Not that word before the podcast. <laughs> yeah, because the podcast get a little not sober. But uh, if you have a because when you you set out investing the start, you got a sober frame of mind of what you want to do. And then depending on what goes on is when I mean, if you know what, if you anybody that doesn't even invest, if you go to Vegas and you're playing blackjack and you have like these certain rules that you have, like, you know, if I get up to two grand, I'm going to cash out or if I lose a grand, I'm not going to pull another grand out. But then your emotions get involved and you're like, well, I had a bad run. Like, that's why I lost a thousand. So I'm going to pull out another thousand. And then before you know it, you lose that. And then here you could get in a spiral where you're like one more thousand I'm going to pull out. And so I kind of think it's the same philosophy that you got to stick to what your original thought was about when you should change anything. I agree. Emotionally sober is what you're saying. Yeah, not. Like uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, yeah. Yeah. When I mean sober frame of mind, I mean like clarity of thought before anything that has happened might change your might make you emotional about it and change your what you should do. And we are. We're going to do that. We're talking about it because we're on a podcast and talking about stuff and we need to address what's going on yeah but like yeah we're doing we're gonna do what our rules are set out yeah we're talking about the elephant in the rooms might as well bring it up absolutely that elephant in the room needs to start winning some bets (laughs) (laughs) what other notes do we have any other notes for the podcast uh yeah i wanted to bring up a website that we are not promoting um we're not getting paid to promote i should say there's a site called unabated.com that Scott found. You find a lot of amazing websites, by the way. But this site is great for shopping around for player prop lines. I know you use it for team lines and stuff. And I'm not an... Uh, I, I just literally started using it, but we'll, we'll probably have to subscribe to it. Even without subscribing, there's still a lot of benefit. So you can just shop around and f- find the the different lines for different player props and I don't know. I know you use it a lot too, right? I've been using it a lot lately. I like it with the line movement. I mean, we had an episode a few ago with Mike Fiddle from the Advantage podcast, and he gave us like a little master class on line movement betting. And that's the one type of betting that I don't do. I do, I have, we have, um, um, I do system betting, which is like ingrained into, I use Action Network for that. And then also we, we have, um, I'm drawing a blank right now, but it's a sports uh, line, not sports line, but, um, score. yeah, but what would that be called when you model? Thank oh, you. Okay. Yeah. You, you helped me out. So with model betting, like that's our, like our, that's kind of what, that's kind of what like encapsulates our whole system. So we, we focus everything off of model betting yeah. and then it funnels down to other things. You also do a lot of trends. I sometimes do trends. I like add that in on the end. But the one thing, the, the also before I should say this, the big thing that we've talked about it before, but the big thing that we do is we also do betting that is with the bank. I mean, we touched on it earlier in the podcast, but we we bet with Vegas and that's like reverse line movements and certain uh, strategies like that. But the one thing that we don't do is line movement. And Michael Fiddle came on here and he like taught us about that. And that is what I've noticed with unabated.com is that they, 
with line movement, you have to see what the, what the market movers are going to do. So like early on, you may have noticed if you're like signed up with us, we've been having a lot of team plays that are like the night before, which I, which we haven't done in the past. And, um, we're doing that because we're finding the market is wrong in the beginning. And then the movement is, is, um, showing us where the money should go and where the line is going to go. So we're getting value on, on the lines. So yeah, speaking of line movement, I, you've been putting out the bets a little bit earlier than normal, right? So it's like you put out the Philly Boston game and it was plus three Philly was getting three last night when you put it out. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when I, I got home late, I was going to bet it. Then I fell asleep, got up this morning and it was two and a half. And then I was like, well, I kind of want to text you maybe see like, cause that that's starts to get in the territory where like, maybe don't bet it. And then mm-hmm. I, I took a shower and got out and it was two. And then I, it might've got all the way down to plus one and a half and Philly ended up winning. So there's something there in that line movement that, it, why the bet was moving in in that way so you you had it right at first and then i to me when i'm watching that i'm like oh shit he's really got it right now but like do i bet it at now one and a half like because what did what did michael say the most common scores are one five for basketball yeah. it's five five is the most common minus five and five is a is a yeah. big one yeah so but, where i want it kind of hovers around five is a big one but the thing is is what he goes for is the clv like closing line value so if we got it at three and it closed at one and a half that's a huge percentage difference for closing line value. so in the future if i see that if it's at three and i forget to bet it i wake up in the morning and that line has moved down to two plus two is it what what I know you can't do it because it's like you got to look at what the exact game is, why the line is moving. But let's take that game last night or today. What would you suggest I should do in that? I suggest that you get it at the line that we give it. And then I, if I can't text you, obviously, but then you shouldn't do it. Okay. Then I honestly, you shouldn't do it. I didn't do it. And it cost Be- me money because yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just but joking. Like, but that's because the vet, that is the value. The yeah. value is in the line move. And if the line's already moved, then yeah. the value is gone. <laughs> and and, I do and say let's say that goes back down to, let's say I got it at one and a half. That game was a one-point game. Uh, Houston, uh, uh, Philly won by one, I, I believe. So that's, you know, a bucket here or there, you know. And it went to overtime, too. So I'd have to see what happened at the end of that game. They could have lucked out, and it, they could have been down three, and then, to harden hit a three or something. So, yeah, it's all about when you're in the live, the line movement game. If you're in a system play, a system play doesn't take line movement into, into account. If you're in a model play, it doesn't, it's only in line movement. If, if you're in a reverse line movement, if you're in, if you're betting with the bank, if you're figuring out where Vegas wants the bet, doesn't matter. In fact, we, when you're betting with the bank, if you're betting with Vegas, it really doesn't matter. Like if the line moves to three and one and a half and it's a line movement, it's a, it's a, uh, I'm betting with Vegas bet. You should still take the one and a half, but because that's the whole point of, of that system. But with line movement, you have to get the bet that is with it. Another thing like what I wanted to talk about, I don't know if it was now it's not now, but like, I wanted to talk about this a little bit later about, I just, we're, we'll get into it later. I wanted to go over our system and 
and the lines and like how important it is to get the lines that we're putting out there. Cause that is kind of like one of the most important rules. It's like, can I bring up something on that? Yeah. Okay. Just the other day, Bailey falter, I recommended him at minus 124 at FanDuel, and Chris pointed out that it was minus 167 on Bovada. So that's minus 124 has a break even of 55%. Minus 167 has a break even of 62.5%. So that's like a 7.5% difference just shopping around from one site to the other. You're literally taking the same exact bet, but you're getting a 7.5% difference. Like that is huge. You, I what should the difference be that I don't bet it then? Because I'm only using two sites, and one of them is Bovada, which is usually has pretty good lines, which was weird to see an odds. It was weird to see it like that far. Because you said it was 127, then you said another site was 147, and I texted you that it was 167. Well, 124. Yeah, 124, it. whatever. Yeah. yeah, and then you said another one was like 146. I think or, I saw, yeah, yeah 150. Yeah, it's and then all I over. said, well, it's 167 for me. I didn't end up, I didn't bet it, of course, but what like we've gone over this before, but what should I, what percent difference should I not bet it? That's a, a great question. I honestly would recommend anybody that's having that, that uh, question to feel free to reach out and, and ask me personally, if it's, if I'm recommended at min- minus 124, I would feel comfortable taking it as high as like minus 145. Personally, at minus 167, I would stay away from that. That's but it depends on each bet. It right? does. Can I can I ask something here? Yeah. Instead of putting out it's at 145 at FanDuel or whatever, what if you guys put don't bet it over 155 minus 155 instead? Or you can put two. You can put this is the, the best place at. you can find it. Yeah. And then this is the cutoff point. That's added work for you guys, but you it's it doesn't seem like because you got the numbers in front of you. Is it that much of an added step to add in? Don't bet it over this. For me, no. Okay. I don't know about. I, I'm not going to talk for you, Jake, and the yeah. player props for team bets. It's not. Um, is that a good question? It's that's a, a very great, good. That's question. a great yeah. question. Here, I, I'm listening. That's, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna thinking. Say, so. I have the answer. I'm just okay. like hesitating on saying it. This is what I do. And I do this for because I don't research the player prop bets, but I bet them. Hmm. And I don't take anything that I don't get. So what I'm saying is, what was that bet? One minus one minus one twenty-four. On what site? On uh FanDuel. It was on FanDuel. If I can't if I can't if I don't have an account on FanDuel and I can't get that bet, and on my site. The best I can find it is at like one thirty six. Oh, really? So that, uh, that so that's like what seven? What is it like ten? How many percent is that? Like it's it's twelve points, but then the percentage yeah, is like points. one and a half, yeah. maybe for something like that. I don't do it. That's for shit that I don't research. Okay, myself. So like like anything that I'm taking in that is not, I am not getting the exact line. I don't bet it. Okay. This is a, by the way, this is not you, this is a personal bankroll decision rule that I have. And everything that I do on team bets, obviously, like I know what the cutoff is. So I, we sh- probably should put a cutoff on there. But this, this gets into what I was going to talk about later, but I'm just going to talk about it now. It's so important to have like 
15 accounts. I know that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> I know that you're sitting out there listening and you're like, oh, look, I, I can't do that. So what I wanted to talk about is I, I'm just going to get into it now. I really wanted to show like the progression of the sports better or the you bet smart client. So because because what we're doing is like we're we're like we're asking people to sign up for now ten dollars a month and they sign up and they're building something. What I've noticed is a lot of our clients out there are like in their 20s. They're like younger guys. They're like thinking and they are guys. We'll get into um, the <laughs> MMA fighting later. <laughs> but but um, they are guys in and. They're thinking of they they know they like something and they 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 know they like sports and they know they like gambling. They probably like investing and they're thinking of like growing something. And they're in their early 20s. So this is the time where you have to grow it. If you're starting out with like an a thousand dollars, I'm just gonna say a thousand because I think a lot of our clients are around that range. We talk about our ten thousand dollar bankrolls, which is a hypothetical on the on in my personal bank account, it's different. I, I think we need to start talking about clients that that are attracted to what we're doing. And I feel like they're starting out with like $1,000 and doing like $10 bets or $20 bets or whatever your unit size is. And in that situation, I want to, I want to go over the overall premise of what we're trying to do. The overall premise of what we're trying to do is show you that this is a long-term investment game. Mm-hmm. This is sports investing long term. Yeah, very like, long life lifetime. A lifetime investment. So if you're start if you're 22 years old out there and you're starting out and you have uh, you can convince your wife or girlfriend or maybe you're by yourself, mom or dad uh, to give you some money. <laughs> I'm just going to put $1000 on FanDuel. That is just the start and it needs to grow into that. So Anytime that we put out a bet that you can't get the pick, you shouldn't do it. Michael Fiddle actually said it on the podcast when we had him on. When he started out in like 2012 or 2013, if he couldn't get a line that his handicappers told him that he'd get, he didn't bet it. No matter what, that's a rule starting out. So if you can't get the line, my honest suggestion is don't bet it. Only bet the ones that you can get where we're saying that they're coming out. Now, we put a little disclaimer at the bottom that says that you could reduce your bet. If you're feeling confident in it and you want to reduce it, like, oh, you can override these things. But like you should really consider, if it, especially if it's minus 120 to minus 160, yeah. like it's ridiculous. So if you only have $1,000 and um, you're saying bet 1%, so that's a $10 bet per star, so 20 on average, a $20 bet per game, but you guys are putting out 15 bets, but I can only get, you know, four bets for debt per day. Uh, can I bet like I have more money? Like that raise my, uh, my bet per star. Like I have like two, three grand. The answer is yes, because that's what I did. So what I did early on when I was getting the lines that I wanted to get, I bet 5%. So when I started out with a $1,000 bankroll 20 years ago, what I did was, and it, I know that goes beyond what I've said my, uh, 
my uh, boom that I did in 2008 or 2009, whenever that was, where I turned $100 into $20,000. But even when I was like, when I had a bankroll, I started sports betting when I was like 21 years old, actually earlier than that. But the point of this is, is I only, when I started doing 5%, I did 5%. I didn't do two stars, which is 2%. Mm. I didn't do one star. I did 5%. That's the, the reason, max that you should do. So I'm saying, you're saying, should I, should I increase it? The reason I'm asking that is because, you know, your bank account fluctuates a lot. Like if you literally just went off of 1% per bet, I mean, after three bets that you make in a day, then if you're literally like, if I have $1,500 and then I, I, so I start with $15 per star. If I make five bets, I'm down to, if you went literally off of what is in your bank account, then you'd be down to like $14 per star. So it's like, it fluctuates up and down that line. So what you're saying is like, never go over 5% though. Like yeah. try to, but you, but literally, if you want to do this correctly, like literally stay to the one, 1% per star and uh, based on what your bankroll started with, right? Yeah, we're, and we're, never go above yeah. 5%. Jake, yeah, I mean, everybody's got a different risk tolerance, so it's going to be different for everybody. If if somebody doesn't like the volatility of, of this market, then always decrease the stars and, and just do it at a smaller percentage. But some people want to grow it faster, and they're going to want something closer to five stars. So it really depends on the person you obviously want disposable income. This should not be money that you depend on. So it's just like money that you have that you're not doing anything with. And it's an alternative investment. You you basically just want to, I would do your percentage on that bankroll. And then personally, once I double my bankroll, then I double my bet size. But then if I come down, like let's say my bankroll cut gets cut in half, then I'm going to want to lower my bet size. Um, If you want to be more tight then you don't have to, I mean, it's really subjective. Everybody's different. Yeah. I'll tell you what I personally do with, because I am a customer of Jake's player props. I am. I'm a customer. Like I get them just like everybody else does. I don't really like, I'm not in, I know what your algorithm is and I know all everything that has to do with it, but I'm not doing the day in and day out. So I am a customer of your player props. Yeah. This is what I personally do. I do not take a bet that I can't find that you put out. Yeah. So if it says minus 135 and it's minus 145, I don't do it. Yeah. If I can get it at minus 135 in one of my accounts, which at the point that I'm at now, having so many accounts, mm-hmm. I get a lot of them. Yeah. But I'm just trying to put myself in the perspective of a new client yeah. that is coming on and can't get all of the picks. Yeah. You know, because like they only have like bet US and bet online, exactly. but they don't have like all these other accounts. Exactly. I would not take the bet, but I would take them at 5%. I know that's, <laughs> I know I should not say that. <laughs> I know I, I, I shouldn't say that, but like any bet that you do, this is personally yeah. and don't, you don't have to do this out there, but any bet that you do that I find the exact line that you put out, yeah. I bet it at five stars. I mean, well, that's what we used to do. The only reason- not saying do that, yeah. But I'm just saying that's what I do. We used to do that. In all honesty, we're not 
we don't recommend it because there's so much volatility in the market and most people can't withstand that volatility. Yeah, I see some crazy people that are handicappers out there like, this is my 10 unit lock no, of the day, insane. which I was going to go a little off subject because you've been on a couple of interviews and people ask for like a lock or something. And I thought for sure you were going to say there's no such thing as a lock. And like, I didn't say that. No, I wish you would, though, because uh, I don't think I think a lot of those people go on there and like, what they did give, I say? You just kind of like you didn't like you. You didn't give a lock. You said like uh, yeah. that. This is what I think is going to like. This is what I would bet on. OK, but I would say like, say there's no such thing as a lock. I make yeah. fun of the term yeah. lock because yeah. it's laughable. Yeah. Anybody that says it's a lock, that's a joke. <laughs> Yeah, locks are dumb. If it's a lock, bet a hundred units. Yeah, bet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. No, ten, ten, a, I see. Like honestly, ten, if mathematically, ten, it's a lock. You should bet the whole bankroll. I, I see. Like bet ten units. It's a lock. I'm. I think. Yeah, that, they're not. Well, bet yeah, ten units. Then nobody ever shows their ticket when they say like anything's a lock or like a ten unit bet. Like, show me your ticket that you bet at least a thousand dollars. There's on nothing it. a lock unless you have insider information, like somebody's cheating or something. Yeah. And even yeah. if you have pocket aces and you're up against seven, two offsuit, the worst hand in poker, it's the seven, two offsuit still 12% chance of taking you out. So you still don't want to put all your money in with pocket aces. I mean that, that UFC fight with those two girls that uh, pair, it, I think it was like plus the girls plus 800. I know. Parrish was like, steep. I like the yeah, other girl. He likes that one. <laughs> yeah, and and it ended up, he yeah. ended up winning it. Yeah. Like, it's there's no such thing as a lock unless you said, like you said, unless there's a you got insider information, which we had a buddy that played uh, professional baseball. I wish we were we could have got something from from him. I yeah. doubt he doesn't talk very much, so he wouldn't give us anything. But <laughs> yeah, that would have been cool. Well, we need to know what that is. Yeah. Wait, who is this? He guy? doesn't play Dale, anymore. Dale Thayer. Yeah, oh, I know him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so. my best friend uh, played baseball with him when he was younger. I went to a Lake Elsinore Storm game. Yeah, where we sat out by the bullpen, and <laughs> Dale came up and just like hung out with us the whole time because he was like a relief pitcher. Yeah, he was. Wait, did we tell that story on the podcast yet about what? Because Jake and I used to go all the time and watch him play to Storm games. Yeah, or Padre games. to the Storm and Padres. Okay, no, no, we went to. I went to a few Padres games. I always felt bad asking him for tickets. Like, you know, like. You know, because you're friends with Duddy and Dirty Heads. Like, it's like, I don't want to, like, ask you for tickets. Do. Yeah. Like, so Dale would give us, like, he, if I ever called, he would give me tickets. But he told me, uh, his wife did, because she would always sit when she told me, like, it's random people, just you know, a coach that he had for one season when he was all them up for tickets all the time. And I'm like, oh, I do not want to be that guy. And I'm like. Yeah. At first I didn't at all. And then I realized that was no big deal because they were just going to go to waste. Yeah. And then I started going regularly and he actually let us go on the field to go in the dugout and watch the fireworks. And yeah, it was after the game. So I do want to get back to what I was saying yeah. about the, um, <laughs> the uh, no, 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 not at all. Uh, just about I, real quick. Just, I want to reiterate what you should do as a, a client of yeah. you bet smart. It, let's say you're 22, you have $1,000, you put it on one side. Once it gets to 2,000, split that up into two sides. Once it gets to 3,000, split it up into three and so on. All the way up to 10,000, split it up into 10. Uh, you can get up to as many as like 20 different sites if you're like going offshore on sites. Mm -hmm. So you should just keep on doing that. that. That actually helps out in a couple different ways. One is you get the best line. So when we put out a line, you're like, 
I got an account for that book. Yeah, so I'm exactly. going to I'm gonna get the best lines. You're yeah. going to make a lot more money. It is insane how much more money you make if you get the best line over time. Huge difference. Huge. It it literally can be the difference between making money and losing money. It is so important. Yeah. The other thing is, is if you have a bunch of different accounts, you diversify your accounts, especially if you're doing like, if you're in California and you have offshore accounts, if you're, if not all of your money is in one account, let's say that account decides to like, Close your account and take all your money. Maybe they seize your account and they think you're a gambling circle. You can, yeah, <laughs> you can divert. You have other accounts, so they only took away like ten percent of your bankroll. Yeah. So it's a, there's multiple factors on why you should like diversify your money into different accounts. It's so <laughs> yeah. important. So as fast, I would start out with a thousand if you can, a thousand, and then every time you get to two thousand, three thousand, four thousand, five thousand, split it up into all the different accounts. And then before you know it, you got 10,000 accounts and 15 different accounts. Doesn't seem like it, but you got a $150,000 bankroll. I know this is crazy. If you're thinking, if you're a 22 year old and you're listening to this right now, you're thinking like, I'm not going to get to that, but like give yourself time. Let's say by the time you're 30 or 35, all of a sudden you have $150,000 spread out across like 15 accounts. And then if you make 95% that year, that's a salary. Yeah. I, I think um, a lot of people want to get rich quick with anything. And they kind of look at sports betting as like, well, I made, I'm only making like $50 a week off my $1,000. And it's like, that's amazing. <laughs> You're making 5% a week off of your investment. Unless you get pick a stock that you get lucky on. That it's just it doesn't happen, and it's very hard though because they're expecting to get rich quick. And there's a few of our clients that uh, have hit me up and like I'm taking a break, like because another thing that they're doing is they're doing other bets too, and they're because uh, they want that, and they're hitting some of those. And you know they'll bet they've got a thousand dollar bankroll, and then they'll bet like a hundred bucks on a game and like three or four of those will hit. And then they'll be like, well, I'm gonna bet 500 on a game. And then that one loses. And then I get a text like, Hey, I'm taking like a little bit of a break now. And it's like, just stick, stick to the system. You can do your own bets, but don't put out that type of money. That type of money is just, it's eventually going to come back and bite you in the ass. If you're putting out that type in terms of your bankroll. You should you should take definitely take a break if that happens. You should take a lifetime break of betting five hundred dollars on a thousand dollar bankroll. <laughs> yeah, should, there's like, no time you should do that. Yeah, that's that is insane. But I just wanted to get that across. I thought of a third reason of why you should diversify across different bankrolls. So the first one is is like you can um, that's how you build it up. You get the best line. Second one is you. Uh, risk protection, right? Kind risk of. protection. So the account, just in case one of these like crazy accounts, like what happened with that poker account? What was that? Um, uh, poker stars or um, I don't know. I had a couple thousand dollars locked up in a European poker exchange. The FBI like locked up the money. And seized all the money, right? Yeah, from like, uh, they did a handful of sites at the same time. And I had two or three K on there. And I thought it was gone forever. And they sent me a check. Oh, uh, yeah, like maybe a year or two later, and it, they just can't accept U.S. money anymore. It was uh, okay. a check with 
obviously it was what you had in your account at that time. It yeah, wasn't exactly. like I just here's your uh, initial buy-in back. Uh, no. <laughs> Thankfully, no. They, I, I honestly thought that money was gone. But, but you got your money back. Yeah, I got my money back. Yeah, so and then the third one, can't remember what that is, but we'll get back oh, to you in a later sure. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's, it's, yeah. not your, it's not your guys' fault. I should remember. It'll come back to me one of these days. We'll, uh, episode like 42, we'll get right back into that. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's get on. Let's move on. We haven't really got far in this episode. Um, what do you guys want to do? I'm going to leave it up to you guys. Do you guys want to skip news? Yeah. And go to uh, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And just go to the upgrade reports. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think that's a great idea because uh Let's do it. we are getting deep into this one. You got some upgrades on on your um your systems? Yeah, the bot progress is coming along. Um I would say that I have the MLB pitcher, the MLB hits, the MLB uh what is it? Uh, total bases. And then there's also how many hits a pitcher gives up. So there's a new market. And then there's actually like one other market. Oh, I think uh, hits, runs, and RBIs. So basically before I even open those ones up, I want to wait till the ones that I do have open are working right. Because <laughs> uh, the strikeouts has always been the bread and butter. Once that one's hot, then I'll, I'll tend to open up another one. And I, I don't know, just... I want to start off real conservative, and if I'm, if the bots are doing well, then I'll open up all the other markets. Uh, so I don't know. Long story short, still making progress, and at some point we'll uh, we'll have Jason on soon. I'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, and Jason, um, he's gonna come on in a future episode and talk about like your guys' systems and and your bots. Yeah, you exactly. Together. Yeah, and he works on the bots and putting everything into automation. Yeah, this guy's amazing. He's uh, definitely an asset for us, and I look forward to having him on and picking his brain on how he attacks everything. I got a question with this, then. I know we're you guys are thinking about getting into UFC betting at some point. So on prize picks, was basically like a parlay kind of thing. Uh, I've been talking to Parrish, our UFC expert, and um, you can pick the who's going to win the fight or whatever. But I found one, which was how long the fight is going to go. And it gives you the under over on the fights. Can you bet that on? I should have looked this up. But can you bet that on a regular betting site? You can bet how long the fights are going to go. Like over two and a half rounds. No, yeah. down to the minute. It's like oh, 24. Minute. And I so we I, I just I asked him last night. I was like, pick I, all of these fights that I could pick off here. Pick, you have to pick the minute and the round? The, how If it's going to go over or under, like, let's say 24 and a half. Oh, wow. And okay. he I gave him all the fights, and he picked the three that he liked the best, and they all three hit. And I was wondering if that's like a, a good market to maybe look at inside those. That's like kind of like a uh, – player prop a little bit on the more than like a team bet that would be like picking who's going to win the fight kind of it oh there's so much uh potential for the mma markets and i was just talking with him last night and we were brainstorming and he he had a really nice night he said he's doubled his account in a month or two and i don't know he's on to something and the mma bot is coming along too so we're making progress on that yeah, so maybe the over-unders will come. 
It's kind of like an over-under bet. It's basically, it is yeah, an over. I guess time. it is kind of a team bet then. Yeah, it's more like a yeah, team bet. That is, yeah, yeah, yeah. But with MMA, like, uh, I don't know. It, we get a, a little cloudy with when we split up teams yeah. and players. Because or golf, because you've taken on golf. And golf is players. Yeah. So you, you can't, like, say that's a team bet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's an interesting, it gets a little cloudy on, like, wh- where teams and players go. But that definitely is a prop bet because in like technically I would assume that like MMA play, saying which guy is going to win is actually like a team bet. But then the prop bets are all the other shit. Yeah. Right? Like, like he's yeah, going to finish you know? him by an arm bar. Or yeah. Something. Oh yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah. Cause there's all, that's all considered yeah. propositions. I agree. I just, sorry. I just, like, cause I was looking through cause he did the week before we picked like who was going to win. I did like a fantasy, um, one on DraftKings, like, and he we did pretty good on it. And then this one was on Prize Picks, and I was like, "Well, this is interesting. Like, the how long the fights are going to go? Because a lot of these fights are going to go to the distance. So, like, the two two of them he won were twenty four over twenty four and a half minutes was basically like the entire fight. And then the other one was like under nine minutes. <laughs> it de- it depends too on the weight class. Actually, yeah. heavyweights, it's like over sixty, almost sixty six percent of the time, it doesn't go the distance because they knock each other out. And that's another good way of finding a bet that's like worth what the what the juice is. Like yeah. so, so in some bets, like remember that Bo Nickel bet where it was like yeah. minus fifteen hundred or whatever. Or more, yeah. But you can like bet on. I think that one was two and a half minutes. Oh, okay. If I remember correctly, like that's yeah. a better way of finding like the minus one ten. Yeah, bet that's so much in those propositions. Very true. So maybe one day we can have a a prop or a bot on that. Dude, that'd be fucking really cool. Yeah. I think that we should move on to mailbag. Okay. What do you guys think? I mean, we, we've already like Jake, you got something. Uh, yeah. I wanted to bring something up just cause I thought it was a little funny for the bloopers and blunders, like a potential new segment where we just talk about funny stuff that happened in sports and something that was kind of funny. The Kentucky Derby is going on and I was talking to Rigo about it and he was saying that he, he thought that there was a clever name that somebody came up with called one good trip away from getting lucky. And then I thought that was clever. So I tried to look it up and I couldn't find that horse's name anywhere. And then I thought about it. I'm like, wow, what if this is one of the seven horses that died? And so like, maybe they should change the name as one good trip away from not getting lucky. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. When I see one trip away from getting lucky, I think of Vegas. And yeah. not for gambling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, hopefully the horse didn't die, but I don't know. Oh, the horse, a lot of those horses die. We had that happen at what Santa Anita. All those horses were dying. Like, it happens. I didn't know this, too. They It actually happens a lot, right? They shoot them on the on the racetrack which is gnarly because i've been to races and i've never i've never seen it but it happens a lot so like how many people have seen like a well you don't see it because they cover it up but you got to hear the gunshot right if you're alive have you been there i've never heard a gunshot before because i've bet on horses where i i have one bet in particular where like had a really good bet and this horse is coming down the line he was like 10 lengths ahead of the, the horse and he was going to win and his his uh, his uh front leg snapped in half completely just broken half and he nose dived in the jockey went flying and 
lost, I lost the bet, but I mean, I didn't lose my life like the horse did, but, it, but that's what I, that's what I, that's what I learned is like, he, he doesn't, he doesn't go past like 30 minutes after that, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah. If a horse breaks his leg, it's done. done. Cause Jake's mom dealt the horse is like, yeah, she's they the break rescue their leg. yeah. From horse races. No, she, <laughs> She used to rescue horses that were just going to get put down. Or yeah. whatever. We so went down there one time and did that, like uh, work with the horses, uh, him and I. Yeah. It uh, happens a lot. Though. What, what if, what if, if the horse falls and breaks its leg, they shoot the horse and the jockey? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we would lose all jockeys. <laughs> I think the jockeys are, I wouldn't be a jockey. It probably happens a lot, right? Yeah, it does happen. It well, does. that's what happened was happening at, I think Santa Anita, like a, a bunch of horses were dying. Um, I, I guess I guess it happens somewhat frequently and just people started paying attention to it. Um, but that, yeah, we we'll get into that another time. But like horses, if they break their leg, they're done. Like they can't. If this gets out to be too big of a thing, it could be like the SeaWorld thing to where like protesters will come out and then horse racing is done. That's what uh, basically when it was happening at Santa Anita, what happened, happened. I'm pretty sure some races got shut down because of protesters. Is that right? But it hasn't become a nationwide thing. It just has to like catch on. And then yeah, be- yeah, it just needs uh, the proper hashtag and <laughs> everyone will show up there. If a horse transitions from male to female, <laughs> do they get shot? <laughs> Don't answer that. All right, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's a heavy hitter. Um, mailbag. What, okay. what do we got for questions uh, for mailbag? This is actually from me and another person, but you wrote uh, I worded it a little bit better than they worded it. Uh, so sometimes, because you guys do team bets and prop bets, it's two separate people betting it. And some of the bets seem and like the antithesis to each other. So it'll be like uh, uh, Washington Nationals are going to uh, lose, but their starting pitcher is going to go over in strikeouts. I know it seems like kind of like a they do kind of correlate with each other. But to me, if I'm looking at a game and they've already got those odds together, if both those happen, I would think the advantage would be to that they're only one of those bets are going to win. So they would they would cancel each other out, basically. And then you'd lose a little bit off the the odds that you bet on it. You guys got to. I have a response. If you want to go ahead. No, go ahead, Jake. So I, I would look at it as obvious. They, they do have a correlation. That's interesting that you brought that up because pitchers are very highly correlated with wins. So. Uh, if a uh, pitcher has more strikeouts than the line suggests, they're more likely to have a win for the team. So I I see that there's a contrast some at, at times, but we're looking at it completely different from independent markets. And sometimes they're going to be in line with each other. Sometimes they're not. Obviously, we probably want them to be more in line with each other, but then you almost have a positive correlation where you might have too much, um, f- too much pointing one direction. And, and if they both, if one goes wrong, they both go wrong. So in a way it's almost like a hedge, how I look at it for that specific um, example. So like, let's say I'm saying over strikeouts and he's saying 
the other team or whatever. Yeah, it basically yeah. would be like if a guy you're saying under strikeouts, but he's picking that team to also yeah. win. It's just strikeouts, which isn't the ultimate. Like you could not you strike out two guys and exactly play a game. And pitchers only go for five or six innings, yeah. so it's not completely um, indicative whether they're going to win or lose. But there is a correlation with pitcher strikeouts. So I would say. On average, I don't. I don't think we go against each other very often, but I do know. It, I know it, it happens. So. It happened like three days in a row. Okay, and I was wanted to bring it up, but save it for the pod. Yeah, uh, yeah. and then someone else texted me about it, and okay. uh, I was like, uh, "Yeah, that's a good question," because I've been wondering that. What do you, you can got? count it. You can count it as a hedge, but if it makes you feel uncomfortable, go with the player prop. That's what I would do. That's the straight up answer. Why would you go to the, with a player because, prop? Because historically, player props have won 60% of the time, like over the last 10 years. And team bets have won 54, 55% of the time over the last 10 years. So, I mean, it does depend on the juice, whatever the juice is, because you got to put that juice like the minus 140, the minus 130, minus 110. You got to put that into the equation to see where it is on the 60% to 55% scale the percentage, but in the long run, like generally speaking, just always go with the player prop. If you don't want to bet both, if yeah, you're like, yeah, I don't mean to cut you off. I, I do like the hedge though, too, because let's say I'm wrong about the pitcher and he actually gets over or less than the strikeouts. Then you've snacky's only, pick is more likely to win. Yeah, so it's, you've only lost like 0.25. Yeah. Instead bank, of having it both on one. Goal. So I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't frown away from it just because you see opposing uh, like bets. I think that's a great, um, great, great observation that they're bringing that up. But I, I wouldn't frown away from it. If you're not comfortable, stay away. But I, I, I personally wouldn't stay away from it just because of that. Or you can pick whichever bet you can get. Yeah, that's what actually I think I'm getting from this is whatever one has the better the odds that match what they got put out. As yeah, what, uh, what whatever's closer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which, yeah, it's probably going to be if that's the case, it's probably going to be more leaning towards teams. That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> but if you can get the player prop one at the, at that value, like you got to jump on that. Yeah. Yeah. Any other questions? No, that that's it this week. Great question. I want to. It's not on our notes, but I want to get into Chris's corner. Do you have any like updates for well, uh, social about, media? Oh, social or, media. Or, oh, or pole position too. Yeah, I'll go into social media and then we'll go into pole position. So social media, funny thing happened. Um, so we've been trying to get like when when I first started this with uh, Jake and Scott came aboard. Uh, the ultimate guess that they wanted was Pete Rose, right? <laughs> so. I started this thing. So I've seen other people do it and be like day one of asking blah, blah, blah to come on the show. So I started with Pete Rose and around day four, some guy wrote me something uh, about Pete Rose. Should I say what they said about? Yeah, let's yeah, let's do yeah it. they said they said you want a pedophile on your show. And I was like, what the fuck? I've never heard that before. So I went and looked it up and. It's a murky case. It was the 70s. There was a girl that he hooked up with that may or may not have been of age, but he never got convicted of anything or even charged with anything. So whatever. It was the 70s. It's a little weird. Like, I I don't care. So I 
just ignored him. And, and we're then, talking about sports betting. We're yeah, talking we're talking about, about sports betting. betting. Like we're not supporting yeah. anything that he did. Like we, did we, outside we of would, sports. we would have OJ Simpson on here, and I'm, we're not talking about that he's a murderer because he <laughs> is. But we're not going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> so I we did, might. I did it in day seven. It was yesterday. Uh, the guy wrote. And he's like, "Oh, you're still trying to get that pedophile on." And so I wrote him back, and I was like. Well, only uh, one pedophile has responded so far because <laughs> he's the only one that responded to anything, and he hasn't wrote me back since then. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, I don't know what this guy's hard. He how he knows that I tweeted it the first time and the second time means he's literally following like Pete Rose's like name and like how many other people has he contacted about that? Or like, is that's he a, one of our followers? Maybe yeah, or. Uh, maybe he's a pedophile. I mean, that's what I. Yeah. Very Usually, cons- if you're accusing that hard, yeah, you got proje- something that you're projecting. guilty about. Yeah, he's projecting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was funny, but everything's going good. We put out a like uh, I said earlier, we put out a couple videos on uh, shorts on YouTube that done great. Putting out some on Instagram, they're also doing really well on there. Um, yeah, we're eventually going to put out a full video podcast. We got our cameras set up in here, which I think are good angles. And uh, yeah, everything's going good. We're approaching 2,000 followers on both of our accounts. It's go- It's definitely slowed down trying to get followers on Twitter um, It because you get a bunch. And then I'm not doing it as much as I used to. Like every day, I, there's just like this whole thing you have to go to, like retweeting and following people. But uh, yeah, we're we're growing on every social media site. What's over two thousand now, or close to it? Uh, I think the you bet smart one because we have the check mark on there is growing faster. That one's like nineteen hundred, I think now because we're verified on that one. Yeah, I think that is what if it's you're verified does help. Okay. And then the podcast one is like at like almost seventeen. That one's not verified. But I just gotta say, that one's not verified. When I took this over two months ago, I think the. You bet smart one had like a hundred people. Yes. Yeah, and the like podcast that. one had zero because I had to start one for that. So I think it, the the growth I, I'll get I get You're doing great. Chris yeah. might be doing better than us. <laughs> yeah. Eventually I get it's gonna be the Chris podcast. He's uh I mean, what is that plus two thousand percent? I mean that's way better than his graph is yeah. my graph is fucking killing it. Yeah. I'm not gonna get to a million before you guys do I don't know. after this little tale. We're all we're all like uh, you never know slowing down now right now, but it's uh, now that I'm not doing because I used to put out the bets and like I'd make them on this uh, site called Canva and do like graphics and shit. And it would only take like five or ten minutes for each one, but it was time consuming. So now I'm just putting out what we do on Dub Club screenshot. So I'll, I'll have more time to like gain followers again. So and that's a perfect uh, segue. Go to Dub Club, dubclub.win, sign up. It's uh you get a you get a steal. It's ten dollars a month. Anybody who had the fifty dollars a month in the past, all of our clients, hit us up. I'm actually gonna hit all of you guys up. Um, you're gonna get free months for the next. I think they should get free months for the next like five months, yeah. which would equate the fifty dollars per month. Yeah. And then um, everybody signing up now is ten dollars a month. Uh, I mean, it's a steal. Ten dollars yeah. a month dubclub.win uh search for you bet smart and then follow us on twitter and tiktok at yeah you bet smart and you bet smart pod it's easy to find and youtube you bet smart just go in anywhere you want to find us just put in the letter u b t s m a r t 
We're on almost everything. And if you want a free month, if you subscribe to the You Bet Smart YouTube, hit us up, get a free month. Yep. Uh, do you have a recommendation? Well, I do. Hold, hold on. I go. We got to go oh, one more. Okay. We got the poll. First. Oh, let's hear it. We got to do a poll position. Okay. Poll position. <laughs> <laughs> So we did the poll last week, and uh, I can get the exact numbers here if you give me one second. Who who did we say that we were gonna? Who did you think so, was gonna so, win? So the bet was, uh, or the poll was, how much money would you pay for your favorite team to win win the championship? And there was no money: hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, more than five hundred. Uh, I said no money. Jake said a hundred dollars, and Scott said five hundred. It's a lock: hundred dollars. If I could have picked like over a thousand or over two thousand, I would have picked that. Would you lock it up though? Um, I'm I lock I lock everything up. <laughs> I love locking it up and pulling out my key. Lock it up. Well, anyways, I know who the winner was. The winner was more than five hundred dollars. Whoa! Oh, was it? What, yeah, what was it at? It was like they won like forty six percent. So you got forty <sighs> somewhere around forty. I think a uh, hundred like ninety people voted on it. Scott had uh, one with he guessed more than five hundred, and that was like forty seven percent. Then I came in second with like twenty four percent for no money, and then I think Jake, you didn't place. Oh my god! I'm gonna have <laughs> yeah. to help create a Twitter bot to see if I can get it to vote on me. Yeah, you should. <laughs> I, I'm bummed because on when I went on Millie Goats, I thought I was gonna win that poll for the uh, greatest. Uh, what was it? It was um, the worst injury you could get. Worst injury. Yeah, and it didn't Vi, win. It didn't win. Jvi, he has. Ak said that Jvi has a fan following. They love him. So whatever he he's won like eight times. No way. in the pole position. So rigged. So there was post. a little thing that was a discrepancy in this because at, like half the people on there were like, well, yeah, I'd bet more than five hundred dollars because I would just bet whatever, or I would I would pay more than five hundred dollars because I would just bet whatever I paid because I'm gonna win that back. Very true. So and I had yeah. So got to be very careful in these polls in the future that we gotta uh, clarify that you can't the whatever like little loopholes that people are going to find because all of our followers are well, you know, yeah. you like if you count on me to find the loophole yeah <laughs> i'm always gonna do we have any loopholes in this this week's no i think this one so there i'm gonna give you guys two options here that we should choose to do so the first one would be because we're talking about pete rose uh should pete rose be in the hall of fame or the other question would be will pete rose get in the hall of fame so those are the two that we're going to decide on. Yeah, you, we need to decide what you guys want to do. We can that. always do a two parter. The first one, like leading into it, is should he? And then if it like has a good response, we could say like will he? Okay. Yeah. So we're so going to should he? Too. So should he? I like should better right now. Okay. So what? What do you do? You think should he? Yeah. We're yes. all going to say yes. Of yeah. Course. So we're all got yes for should he? But bet- we're but we're betting on what everybody else will say. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we're betting on what everyone else will say. Uh. I say over 60% say yes. So we got to say what the over under is. I like that. Yeah. Because we have a yes, no. Yeah. We can't all, we yeah. shouldn't. So what's the over under? That's great. Okay, so you're saying 60. You're saying over 60. Yeah. Okay. What do you, what do you got, Chris? You got something? Uh, I actually wish in the future, I want to know what the yeah, I told, question I, is yeah. because in this one, I want to think about it. Yeah. 
Well, no, rather than being on the spot, you just got to be emotional about it. Okay. What's my emotion? I'll say, so I'll say, yeah, over, over net. So, so how does that work? Like if I say over 55%, well, maybe like, one of us can, or you can do under 40. No, I hey, say we just say you go like, 59, I go 61. Yeah, exactly. We're going to get in a price is right <laughs> situation <Jason> here. Fucked. <laughs> no, I say we just say I, we, cause that's going to get into the weeds with it. Like, let's just say, like, I think should he will win on this. Yes. We'll win on it. We're just going to do yes. Okay. Yeah. Cause we will get into some weird parts trying to figure out. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh. Okay, well, I'm going to go no. You're going to go no? Yeah, I'll, right. I'll go no. He's okay. not going to win. And I then, think it's going to be, yeah. And then the second question will be, will he? I'll do another. I'll do two this week. You, th- you don't think he should be in? No, 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 no. I don't think the people will vote uh, that yeah. he should be in. Uh, okay. Because that's what we're voting on. It's not yeah. yes or no. I think he should be in. I, I mean, I, hashtag let Pete in. Like, we want Pete to be in. That's our whole thing. I, we want him to be in on this podcast. Okay. But I don't, I think that people are going to say, no, he shouldn't get in. And I think it's going to be really close. I think it's going to be like 53 to 47%. Okay. And then I definitely think that will he get in will be no. I'm going to vote yes again for will he get in. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Will he get in ever or? Yeah. Um, Yes. Whatever. We'll put the cutoff at 2042. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> will he get no. in <laughs> i mean there's an interesting question there will he get in after he dies because that's i think that's what's going to happen he's going to die and he's going to get in so no we're just doing will he get in at any time that's a different poll though right? until the, until the aliens come back and show us that we built this society <laughs> will p rose get in yeah so we're doing the, should he get in no first. we already did should no, okay. will he get in all right will i say what the public says no no okay we got two no's, two no's and a yes. yes all right and then two yeses and a no yeah. on the should okay all right i like it uh, that's a, we, fast it's coming up fast it's growing fast that's uh one of my favorite segments pete if you're the, listening we're trying to get you in brother yeah yeah hashtag let pete in we'll put everything on social media we need to talk about getting him in um Let's move on to what's coming up in the future for the podcast. What do we got next week, Jake? Yeah, I briefly touched upon it earlier. Uh, We're going to be interviewing Jason, our CTO, uh, who is an expert in data science and machine learning. And we'll be able to pick his brain on working on the bots and scraping data and predictions and all kinds of stuff that he's been helping. So uh, definitely an asset, like I said earlier, and... I can't wait to hear from him. Nice. And in a couple of weeks, we're going to have a lawyer on, yeah. friend of Chris's. Um, he's going to come on and dive into the history of sports betting in uh, the United States and the history of sports betting on a state level in California. Yeah. And uh, I can't, I cannot wait for that. Yeah. I think we're going to learn a lot. He already sent us like his report of everything he's been researching. So it should be super interesting. Yeah. We got a seven page <laughs> yeah. uh, deposition. <laughs> that we're going to have to answer to in the future. It's going to be a lot of fun. So don't forget again, let's let's say it again. Um, check us out on YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, and subscribe to this podcast. Um, we'll give you a free month if you subscribe and show us that you rated us five stars on the podcast. Uh, this was a good one. Yeah. Always a pleasure, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>